Who Gets to Decide, a liberty-based podcast that brings a little piece of sanity to a confused society drowning in a culture of craziness. And here is your host, Seth Martin. Well, all right. What's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Who Gets to Decide. This is Seth Martin, your host. Thank you for joining this evening. Glad you're here and happy you're listening. Well, I've made a huge deal over what I see is major injustice within our government, within the managerial state, and these institutions that um, the, the talking heads are always telling us are the keys to our success. Institutions like the Department of Justice and the FBI and the IRS and all these three-letter acronyms that are carefully constructed to provide our security our justice, um, everything that is supposedly good about American government. And uh, if you ask anybody, why is America so successful, or why has it been so successful over its history, people will tell you things like, well, it's property rights, and then it's our institutions. It's our liberty, our institutions, property rights. And that's kind of the big picture story of why America has been so successful. But if you look at what's happening, um, really for a long time now, but it's, it's, it's gotten, it's gotten, seems like more overt since the Biden administration has taken office. Or I would say even before that, I would say really COVID COVID was where we first saw that the institutions were being turned against America, at least overtly. You know, you could probably make a case that the HHS, the Health Health and Human Services, has been working against uh, the people of America for a long time. You could probably make the case that the Department of Education has been working against Americans for a long time. Um, but in COVID, I think it became very eye-opening for huge numbers of people, people that had never even thought about the government not being on their side, you know, like, that. of course the government's on my side. Of course, you know, uh, the president cares about me. My congressman cares about me. All these institutions that have built up around our government, they care about Americans. You would never, you would never even uh, consider otherwise. But then COVID really changed that for a lot of people. Uh, and so, and then to me, the, the, the Biden uh, administration coming to power is even stepped that up a notch even further. And so one of the things I think it's happening is it's just becoming more obvious to a lot of people, including people um, in, the, in the media space. I mean, um, you're starting to see People And we're going to talk about Mark Levin today. We're going to take a clip from his show. But you're starting to see people like Mark Levin not just complain about Republicans, which is kind of their hallmark, right? They're complaining about the entire institutions. They're calling the DOJ corrupt. They're calling the FBI corrupt. They're saying these institutions are no longer um, the edifice of freedom and liberty and property. These are 
These are tools of corruption. Um, these are the tools of the managerial state. And so, I, me personally, I don't think America can survive without, you know, correcting what's happening in some of these major institutions. And I mean, very, very quickly. Uh, like, if we don't get on top of this within the next five years to 10 years and really bring uh, trust back to government. And, and I, for me, you're never going to, you're never going to convince someone like me to trust government. Never. It's never going to happen. But there's a lot of people out there that you still could convince. But the people that are in government are going to have to get about the task of convincing people. We talked a little bit about this the other night when we were talking about Tucker's show, or not Tucker's show, Russell Brand's interview of Tucker. And Tucker made the case that, hey, you know, if, if democracy is your thing and you want to promote democracy and you want to, you want to uh, try to convince people that democracy works, then maybe you should spend a little time convincing them that, you know, elections are legitimate and uh, elected officials actually do what uh, what the American people want them to, to do, you know, you should spend a little time doing that. And I, I think not only should you spend time doing that, but you, you need to get about doing it immediately. I mean, this could, this could all fall apart uh, rather quickly, quicker than most people think. Uh, governments tend to tumble very, very rapidly. I mean, uh, the, the, the former Soviet Union you know, collapsed, and the CIA didn't even know about it. That's how fast it happened. They didn't even know that it was going to happen. And and so these kinds of things can happen very quickly. I mean, when, when you're dealing with uh, trust, trust is the main, um, you know, mortar, let's say, that keeps uh, the wall of government, you know, up and standing, you know, that trust can erode very, very rapidly, and there's really not a whole lot of indication. Uh, you don't get a lot of notice, right? Uh, same thing with the dollar, like trust in the dollar as, as a fiat currency. That could, that could erode very rapidly. And th- these people that supposedly believe in government, they better, they better start making their power uh, subservient to to the the, tr- the the trust that government needs to um, demonstrate. And right now they're not. They're, it's all about their power. Their power is the most important thing. Uh, the institution surviving, eh, that's, that's the farthest thing from their mind. So to talk about that in, in more detail, we're gonna, I'm going to play some stuff, the opening, uh, part from Mark Levin's show, Life, Liberty, and, and Levin. And occasionally, you know, I like to, I don't like to watch his show all the way through. I don't like his interviews so much. But his monologues, his opening monologues, are usually pretty good. And he's, he's touching on things that are very important. Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin, and this is Life, Liberty, and Levin. This is a very serious program tonight, as they all are, but this is especially important. The Department of Justice has become the rogue operation of the federal government under Joe Biden and his Attorney General Merrick Garland. It is controlled by the Democrat Party and the radical left. And I have to tell you, as somebody who served there for many years, 
first as associate deputy attorney general, then as a deputy assistant attorney general, then as special assistant to the attorney general, then finally chief of staff to the attorney general, in my view, the greatest attorney general, Edwin Meese. This department, this department is destroying America. It's destroying the 2024 election. It's violating every norm, every tradition, everything it inherited to ensure that that department could be trustworthy and could be reliable. But it has criminalized politics. And I want to say this, if we don't break the back of the Department of Justice, and I will explain what I mean in a moment, it will destroy this country. And we won't be able to claw our way back. This is not hyperbole. I'm not trying to be provocative. I don't need to be. Now here, let's start. CNN. Exclusive special counsel prosecutors question witnesses about chaotic Oval Office meeting after Trump lost the 2020 election. Multiple sources told CNN, stick with me, CNN, former Trump campaign official cooperating with special counsel in 2020 election interference probe. Sources familiar with the matter told CNN, CNN, exclusive Rudy Giuliani interviewed in special counsel's 2020 election interference probe. Who says so? Multiple sources familiar with the meeting. New York Times, prosecutors sought records on Trump's foreign business deal since 2017. Who says? Two people familiar with the matter. New York Times, investigation of Trump documents case continues after his indictment. Who says? According to people familiar with the matter. Washington Post, Justice Department, asking 2020 fraud claims as well as fake electors. Who says? according to people familiar with the matter. So it's pretty obvious, you know, with this pattern, he mentions it over and over. Who are they quoting? Who's, where's this information coming from? People familiar with the matter. People that were in the meeting or people that, um, well, he says familiar with the matter over and over again. And this is, uh, this is part of the problem. This is, this is really, um, this what you're seeing in actuality i think is you're seeing people that are cozy with the people in the fbi people in the prosecutorial apparatus and they're and they're leaking information uh to the doj or whoever and then they're they're leaking that information to the media why so they can con- they can have a continuous water drip of negative stories about Donald Trump. By the way, while he's being prosecuted, while he's being indicted. So what does this do? Well, you know, it, it tends to... Remember, it's propaganda. So what does propaganda do? Well, it conditions uh, people's minds to believe that it's true. And these things that they're saying about Trump, while they may be true, they're not... Uh, they're they're not uh, nobody's saying it under sworn testimony. In fact, nobody's even putting their name to it, so that they can be challenged. Uh, CNN is 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 taking this quote unquote testimony from various people that are familiar with the matters. They're taking it on background. In other words, the the witness, whoever that witness is, or whoever's saying these things about the former president, are not even comfortable enough with what they're saying, to put their name on it. To say, um, I, Seth Martin, 
said this about Donald Trump because I was in the meeting or I was, uh, I was close to the, to the matter or whatever. No, it's just people close to the matter, people familiar with the matter, people that were in the meeting. Well, how do we know they're in the meeting? They're not even identifying themselves. And so this, this type of thing uh, could be made up in, in very much the same way that uh, the, the entire Russia hoax was made up. Uh, remember, we, we were, we were uh, listening to Scott Horton the other day, and he was talking about this, how there's just this, this constant information that once you get into a trial, none of it is true. None of it is true. But you've got people talking about it all day long. Well, Donald Trump supposedly, you know, did this or did that, uh, you know, and, and it, it ends up not being true. But people believe it about Donald Trump because the media is constantly, you know, water dripping him, you know, with this information. It's a constant stream of misinformation, uh, potentially misinformation, that's being spewed by the media. And this is the interesting thing about the whole misinformation, disinformation thing. You know, you, there's no shortage of stories about uh, negative stories about uh Donald Trump and things that Donald Trump have allegedly done and so on and so forth that are coming through CNN and Washington Post and New York Times. But you can't get any stories about what the government is doing. In fact, when you ask the government what they're doing, they're saying, well, I can't comment on that because it's part of an ongoing investigation. So you get no information running the other direction. You only get information that harms, in this case, the defendant, which is the former president of the United States. Who do these leaks help? Do they help Donald Trump? Do they help a single witness? It's the federal government. It is the Biden Department of Justice. It is the Democrat Party's Department of Justice that's interfering in the election and trying to do many other things. Look, I asked my my brothers and sisters over at Landmark Legal Foundation, of which I am chairman, I said, go back about six months and pull up all the leaks from the New York Times and Washington Post and CNN involving Donald Trump. Here it is. Look at this. You see this? These are the leaks from grand juries to witnesses to Mar-a-Lago to the nature of the classified documents, leak after leak after leak, and I limited it to CNN, the New York Times, and the Washington Post. Look at this. What are they doing? What are they, oh, don't jerk around the Department of Justice, the former Attorney General says. Who's jerking who around here? Is this how you run a case? Is this how you have a judiciary in the country that sits there and rubber stamps every damn thing? Look at this. This isn't intended to be a real case. Mark Levin is nothing if he's not animated but this is this is real serious stuff right uh, you 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 have due process in this country you have you have a fifth amendment you have a sixth amendment um, and and what they're doing is what they've always done I mean look you don't have to go back that far to when Donald Trump was president and it was nonstop leaking and you had uh, Adam Schiff running to the microphone every day. If this is true, you know, there's going to be indictments every day. That, and, and none of it was true. They just, 
they just kept the negative drip going to try to condition the public that it was true, even though none of it was true. I mean, like, again, we, we heard Scott Horton talk about this just the other night. It was on like episode 311 or something like that. Um, this is, this is just what they do. And so, you know, at the very least, it's a huge lack of integrity. I mean, if you're an attorney and you're, and you're allowing this stuff to happen, or you're a judge and you're allowing this stuff to happen, I mean, some judge ought to be telling CNN, hey, look, you can't, you can't just throw stuff in the media and, and cite unnamed sources that are going to be discussion points in the president's trial. You just can't do that. Um, so, you know, again, it only runs one way. That's the, that's the danger of all this. And, and he's right. It's not helping Trump at all. It's helping the government. And so if it's helping the government but doesn't help Trump, well, then, you know, that, that's ground for a mistrial, essentially. You can't get a fair trial. There is no way for President Trump to get a fair trial, not even in Florida, and so, you know, what, what the prosecution is opening itself up to is a potential mistrial. I mean, the, the defense could come in there and just say, hey, we, we moved to uh, immediate mistrial uh, because, and, and he could hold up the, the stack of leaks that Mark Levin was holding up. And I, know, I realize you couldn't see it, but it was about an inch and a half thick. And he only went back six months. And he only limited it to CNN, Washington Post, and New York Times. So, you know, think about all the the, the, the news outlets that are reposting all that. And then think about all the outlets that he didn't even mention that are writing negative stories, like The Atlantic and uh, BuzzFeed and all these kinds of uh, hit, hit piece kind of uh, outlets. Here's the ABA rules. Special responsibilities for a prosecutor, rule 3.8. And I cut through to the chase. The prosecutor in a criminal case shall, except for statements that are necessary to inform the public of the nature and extent of the prosecutor's action, and that serve a legitimate law enforcement purpose, refrain from making extrajudicial comments that have a substantial likelihood of a heightening public condemnation of the accused and exercise reasonable care to prevent investigators, law enforcement personnel, employees or other persons assisting or associated with a prosecutor in a criminal case from making an extrajudicial statement that the prosecutor would be prohibited from making. Let me ask you a question. The prosecutor hasn't come out and said, this will be Jack Smith. Look, we see there's all these leaks. I'm taking it upon myself to do an investigation. Not a single judge that's been involved in these cases on their own. And they have the power to do it say, wait a minute. You can't do this to a defendant or a would-be defendant. You can't do this because you violate their Fifth and Sixth Amendment rights. You can't have a jury a jury that's objective. And the goal of the leaking is to make sure they don't have a jury that's objective anywhere in the United States of America. Enormous quantity of leaks, an entire pattern, grand jury leaks, leaks about witnesses, or even the nature of classified information by the government, even in its public filings, but even more in its leaking. 
prosecution's litigation strategies leak, secret filings with the district court on attorney-client privilege and the crime fraud exception, leaked. Who is receiving subpoenas for what? Leaked. Trump's business dealings, leaked. You've got a pattern on this document case. You've got a pattern on the January 6th matter. It is unmistakable. It's unequivocal. All roads go through the Department of Justice. All roads go through Jack Smith's office, the special counsel, who to me ain't so special. Now the Trump lawyers need to wake the hell up and do something about this. In episode 314, just a couple of nights ago, uh, we talked about or we uh, played some audio from uh, a whistleblower, uh, somebody who's uh, blowing the whistle on Joe Biden and was involved with the, uh, the, the CFC, uh, which is a Chinese uh, oil conglomerate, and also has a 501c3 in the, in, registered with the IRS, so they're a charity somehow. He's being tried uh, under the FARA laws, you know, the foreign, um, foreign asset or whatever uh, laws that say you're working with a, a foreign agent. And, you know, it's a foreign agent, you know, but it's actually registered in the United States as a 501c3. Anyway, my point is there's, there's all this negative stuff about Joe Biden and there's this whistleblower that's been talking openly on the internet about all the evidence they have against Joe Biden. And you don't know, you, you would, you would think there was nothing. There's no leaks coming in that direction. (laughs) They're not leaking anything about that. Um, you, you barely have the mainstream media. We played a clip the other day where one of the reporters in the white house press corps was asking questions, uh, of John Kirby about this stuff that the whistleblower was talking about. And John Kirby just didn't, he just shook his head and walked away from the podium without even attempting to answer the reporter's question. And, and meanwhile, you got all this, this leaking going on around, around Trump's case and, or Trump's cases. And, and Mark Levin is right. I mean, their judge, one of these federal judges needs to step in I mean, you look, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If this is allowed to happen, well, then this will just be the new standard for administering justice in America, which means there will no be, there will be no justice in America. So we can't, we can't allow this to continue. Um, this, this needs to stop. And the American Bar Association has a set of rules that they're supposed to follow you know, and, and if you're a prosecutor, uh, a federal prosecutor, you're a member of the American Bar Association. Where's the ABA in disciplining its men and members? You know, where is the, the quote-unquote institutions that we have in place to govern all this stuff? Well, let me, let me, just, let me just posit a theory. Donald Trump is such a unique evil... Okay, for the body politic in America, that all the rules that we have for governing ourselves as a society are unimportant compared with making sure Donald Trump cannot run as a Republican in the 2024 election. That's it. 
That's what's happening. That is what's going on. These people, which is a joke, actually, they think Donald Trump is such a unique evil that they're willing to cast aside all the norms that we use to govern ourselves as a society. Just cast them aside like they're not even there. Pretend like, yeah, we don't know about those rules. And and just, you know, trample on his rights. And our rights too, by the way. Look, if they can do this to a former president, <laughs> don't kid yourself. They can do it to you. They can do it to that whistleblower that we profiled the other night in episode 314. This is a very, very dangerous situation. I, I don't think people realize, I really don't think people realize at all how dangerous this is. This is how Iran, this is how other governments act that we always criticize. They have these kangaroo court trials and they throw people in jail, people that disagree with the regime. And that's essentially what we got here. We've got, we've got somebody who disagrees with the current regime vehemently, okay? And the current regime, because what they're doing is not legitimate, they can't defend themselves. So what they have to do is they have to make sure that Donald Trump is put away in jail and cannot run as a as a as a, a, a candidate in 2024. Well, if that's not election in interference, I don't know what is. So you got election interference by our own government and using the justice system to provide injustice to make sure that that uh, their thumb on the scale uh, results in Donald Trump not running for president of the United States. That's what's happening. Number one, you've got a constant pattern of leaks benefiting the prosecution and the government. A constant pattern of leaks. Number two, the Department of Justice has its own standards, in addition to the ABA, relating to attorney professional misconduct related to law enforcement investigations. Number three, I just cited to you the ABA, American Bar Association Rule 3.8, a prosecutor's responsibility. Oh, it's not me. That's not the point. You run the operation. Number four, tainting the jury pool with these constant leaks, leaks of confidential information, leaks about contents of classified information, leaks about witnesses, leaks about testimony, leaks about secret government filings. And intentionally, the goal here is to deny Donald Trump and others due process under our Constitution. So a motion needs to be filed on behalf of Donald Trump, and I'm saying this publicly, they need to move the court to order the Office of Professional Responsibility. I know this for a fact. That's the office that is asked to investigate allegations or possibilities even of attorney misconduct or employee misconduct within the Department of Justice. They need to be directed by a court, by the judge in Florida, who's under attack. They're trying to intimidate her, no doubt. But she needs to be as brave as this guy, Judge Dowling in Louisiana, which we'll get to in the next segment. Be as brave as this man. He sees tyranny. And he tries to stop it, and he speaks up about it. The judge in Florida, she needs to order OPR to conduct an investigation into the special counsel's office to determine if the Department of Justice, uh, particularly the special counsel and his staff, have violated these rules and have undermined the Constitution. Uh, and also, 
they ought to be very specific. Look at texts, emails, information of that sort, phone calls, all of it, to see if Donald Trump's due process rights have been violated under the Fifth Amendment. No person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process. And the Sixth Amendment, public trial by an impartial jury. Here we have a former president of the United States who's running for a second term and is the leading Republican candidate to run against the sitting president who oversees this Department of Justice and is investigating him, charging him, and leaking against him, not just for purposes of influencing a trial, but for purposes of influencing the election. All of the leaks, all of them, are intended to undermine the basic constitutional rights and interfere with the 2024 election. In fact, the media do polls. Oh, how's this leak going to affect the election? Oh, how's this indictment going to affect the election? Oh, and we still have Georgia. And oh, we still have January 6th. It's all about criminalizing politics. See, we have all these, we have all these uh, oversight groups, like this one he's talking about, the Office of Professional Responsibility. Where are they? You know, when if you can't govern yourself, th- this is this is part of the problem that I see with this whole this whole racket, which has become the managerial state. They have all these things to govern themselves. We have Congress that provides oversight. We have the Office of Professional Responsibility that can discipline uh, prosecutors judges, things like that. But all these people just, they're, they're all in agreement. They're all saying the ends justify the means. The ends being Donald Trump cannot be president. And so therefore the means, whatever means are necessary to deny Donald Trump, uh, you know, having the chance of being president, we've, we've got to do it. Now at the same time, they'll have you believe that Donald Trump is the best guy for them to run against. They think they can just mop the floor with Donald Trump. Well, then why are they doing all this stuff? Just let it play out. Let the people decide, you know. Um, in this in this modern world where we have all this information, uh, I think people can sort it out. I really do. I don't think, I think the misinformation, disinformation that they all complain about is coming from within the government. I don't think it's coming from sources like me or other people like me that are talking on the internet. It's coming from large uh, media outlets like CNN and the New York Times and the Washington Post. Um, but yeah, the, the you know you've got all these these quote unquote institutions that are that are there to govern uh, this behavior. Right. And, and it just makes me, you know, this made me think of this, you know, you see these people on TV and they say, I have 40 years of public service, you know, like they're like there's something special about running rackets in the government and stealing money uh, from American citizens in order to fund all this crap. You know, that's none of this is productive. None of this helps. Your life, my life, poor people's lives, none of it. It's all, it, it's a big 
uh, wrestling match for power. They're all fighting over power. They, the, the government is like a big giant bus, and they're all fighting for who's going to drive it. They don't care about public service. They don't care about you. They don't care about the Bill of Rights. They don't care about any of these things that, that founded our country. All they care about is getting their hands on the steering wheel of that big, giant, $6.5 trillion bus so they can drive it wherever they want and they can set up their grift and become wealthy. This is, this is, this is the government. This is it. This is what it does. And I, you know, I hope the only good that could come out of all this stuff is that people just begin to see it for what it is. And we start, you know, we just start saying no. And, and I don't know how that happens exactly. I'm not sure what the mechanism is that's going to make that happen. But that's, that's the best thing that could come out of all this. Prosecutorial leaks also damage the judiciary. The courts. Now, these Obama judges in Washington, D.C. don't give a damn. The ends justifies the means. But the judge in Florida should give a damn when a prosecutor's running amok through the judicial system. And there's more than enough justification for this investigation. The Department of Justice does leak investigations all the time. And this is the biggest leak and series of leaks in the history of the United States against a former president who's running for re-election for a second term against the people, I would argue, who are doing the leaking. The motion to the court and the court's order should ask the OPR to, among other things, secure the emails, secure the texts, secure any messages, phone records from special counsel Smith, his entire prosecutorial investigative staff, to determine whether they've been leaking because there sure as hell is an appearance of it, and find the source of the leaks. The court should give OPR 30 days, not a year and a half, 30 days to complete the investigation, issue its public findings to the court, and maybe we'll find that the Department of Justice and Mr. Smith and his people have absolutely clean hands. What do you think? Do they have something to hide? Yeah, they have a lot to hide. And frankly, the court should have already done this. And frankly, the Department of Justice, if there was a real Department of Justice, would have already done this. So the necessity for the court order is to protect the entire system, to protect the judiciary and the court itself, and to protect the political process from a rogue, a rogue administration. Mark Levin is spot on. He knows what he's talking about. He you know, he's written, he wrote a great book, one of my favorite books of his called um, Men in Black, I think is what it's called. And it's all these uh, Supreme Court cases that have destroyed America, basically. And uh, it's a great book if you ever get a chance to read it. And then another one is Liberty and Tyranny. Um, but over the years, I've kind of drifted away from Mark Levin, mainly because he's he's become, well, you can't tell in this monologue, but a lot of his, uh, it's, it's just partisanship. You know, he's talking about the, the bad things that the Democrats are doing. And they are doing some bad things. There's no doubt about it. But as you know, listening to me, 
I don't believe that it's Republican versus Democrat. I think structurally, the state is just set up to uh, steal from us, to violate our liberty, to violate our property, and it, it's just—it's not about the Republicans or Democrats. It's about the structure and the size of government and what it's become. But look, he's absolutely right. And one of the things I want to amplify here before we wrap up the show is that you, we can't take a year and a half to do this. It's got to be done, like he said, in 30 days. They've got 30 days to produce all this stuff. It's not hard. You just get your IT department to do it. You know, you secure all this stuff and you send it over. Um, we've talked about that before, about how the timeliness of, of something is every bit as important as the thing itself. And most of this stuff, just they just run the clock out on you. You know, that's kind of how they, and people lose interest in it. But, you know, they, they, we can't afford to let this happen, right? Um, once you kind of set a precedent like this, then it becomes, you know, second nature. And the next administration is going to do all this crazy stuff. And, we, you know, if, we're, if we don't have laws that govern men, because we know, here's what we know about men, right? Men lust for power, and men are not angels. Left to their own... Uh, uh, wits, they're going to uh, exert their power, and ultimately that results in tyranny on us. So we can't allow this. We, we've got to hold these people accountable. We've got to get uh, ahead of this immediately. And so with that, I'm going to wrap up the show. I, I want to thank you for coming in and listening today. I always in, enjoy talking uh, to the group here. We're a small group. I don't know, less than a hundred, but um, but it's a it's a growing group, and I really appreciate you guys listening, and hopefully we can get it even bigger, and I, I just think I think these topics are so very important uh, for our society to exist, and I hope you feel the same way, and if you do, come back and listen, uh, and if you do, I'll be here tomorrow to talk about it all over again. See you, peace.